<laughs> are, really are you ready to start? begin? Yeah. Well, it's I'm already recorded. Close up, Mister. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> again, I was about to do it again. I'm ready. For... No, what is it? She says, Mister Demille, I'm ready for my close up. <laughs> I still have no idea what you're on about. Anyway, you welcome oh. to the Light for Light podcast. <laughs> this is our very first episode. My name is Daniel, and your name is. Uh, Brother Thomas Therese, <laughs> comma, OP. Oh, good job you weren't spitting your tea out then. <laughs> OP, right, so what does that mean? Because our listeners are going to be wondering what that means. Uh, it stands for uh, Order of Preachers, so I'm a Dominican friar. <laughs> what, what, uh, are the, what are two of those three words mean? Order and preacher. Oh, gosh, I, I can't go into that. Oh. <laughs> I'll be here all day. Um, yeah, I'm a Dominican friar. So uh, the Dominican friars were founded just over 800 years ago to preach the gospel for the salvation of souls. I made my solemn vows in August, my solemn profession uh, in August. And uh, yeah, next year, the English province of the Order of Preachers will be celebrating its 800th anniversary. So we've got a big sort of celebration uh, celebration coming up, which should be, should, should be good. Yeah. Ooh, big celebration. I wonder what you're going to be doing for that 800th birthday. That's a good question, actually. I think we do have a couple of things up our sleeve. Yeah, I should probably explain... We'll come back to that. What well, I meant when I said solemn <laughs> profession, right? Yeah, because I still don't know. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you still don't know? Of course <laughs> you know. So, uh, my solemn profession... So, solemn profession, profession of vows, uh, it basically means that I've made vows until death. Well, actually, Dominicans only take one vow, the vow of obedience, and that vow includes the evangelical counsels of poverty and chastity. So Dominicans take one vow of, po- uh, of sorry, of, uh, I was about to say poverty then. <laughs> Dominicans take one vow of obedience, and that includes uh, poverty and chastity. And to say that I've made solemn vows or solemn profession means that I've made profession Usque ad mortem. Oh, I think we need some sound effects there. Some lightning, <laughs> some thunder. Well, lightning isn't really a sound effect, is it? Just light, just thunder. We'll have just that. Just thunder. Some drums. But basically, that that means a wolf. that I've made. <laughs> that basically means that I've made vows um, until death. Now, yeah. So initially, but then you're free. You then you're free for, for three years. <laughs> when I'm a saint in heaven. I suppose a bit uh, like yeah. a bit like marriage, free, free on death, <laughs> to death to us. well, I think your vocation really is 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 uh, is a freeing a freeing experience. Freedom I'd from other that. things. <laughs> Very good, and I'm what? Daniel. So I, I yeah. Work what do you do? And live in what do you London. do all day? <laughs> <laughs> I re- I ask myself that each day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I live and work in London as a catechetical coordinator. So similar to the the confusion and questions that probably come up over your title, Order of Preacher. <laughs> o- yeah, OP. What is a I'm sure there's lots of questions about what does a catechetical coordinator mean? <laughs> and well, it basically means that uh, I echo the teaching of the of the Catholic Church through the different generations of people that I teach the faith to. In yeah, because you don't just teach... pretty good summary? Yeah, I think that's pretty good. So I used to do the same job as Dan, but in a different parish before I became a Dominican. I used to always describe it as you do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. Yeah, like, so you the, put the chairs out. The catechising of the children is only very you little... Put, uh, put lots of chairs out, put them back here. 
if a door needs unlocking and opening, you know, so people can come to mass, then that's, you know, that's yeah. that's what you, what you end up doing, isn't it? You're there at oh, 7 a.m. You're there at 12 yeah. o'clock at night. I remember there were sometimes when I'd be in I'd be in work from probably about half past seven in the morning, or sometimes seven o'clock in the morning, mm. until you know half past ten, eleven o'clock at night, and um, the, all of my teaching was in the afternoon and in the evening. It might be in the school in the in the um, in the afternoon and then before that I'd be preparing preparing classes and stuff. So as catechetical coordinator, of course you will be teaching first world communion programs. You'll be teaching confirmation programs, but you also mm-hmm. teach. Uh, their parents as well am i right so a lot of time when people think of catechesis people think of young people but uh, uh, you know we all need catechizing it right the way through (laughs) right the way through yeah i think uh now more so than ever uh, Mm. catechizing parents is really important because they uh, they wouldn't have received much catechesis uh growing up generally Mm. speaking i think you would probably agree with that uh so to well to use it as an opportunity I think that's the positive. It's that's an opportunity it, you know? to really speak about faith to to the parents as well. And we're quite a, a large parish. Uh, for for England, we're quite a large parish. We have, oh, maybe two thousand families. I want to say. Oh my gosh. It's pretty big, and yeah, a weekend uh, mass attendance is quite high. So we have about a hundred, hundred and ten children going through first aid communion preparation and. About sixty teenagers. So as you can see, a big drop off between them. So it's about trying the parents to as well. engage oh with Lord. the engage with the families and uh, bring them uh, bring them on in their relationship with God. So a big job includes a lot, uh, but very fulfilling. And only some of what you do is in the job description, right? <laughs> That's always the way. Yeah. I, I really you know those I blank really... spaces are <laughs> in the job description. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I really though. can't emphasize enough actually how important it is for us to uh, catechize and to feed the the uh, adults that we have in our in our congregation. I think really it's a mm. way that we show that we love people and that we respect their mind. I think we have to feed nourish people uh, in, intellectually. I think I think that's actually a very um, a very important thing to do. Yeah, well, as a order of preacher, you have. A, as an OP, I always think that sounds like a pensioner, as an old age pensioner, an OAP. Oh, <laughs> You're just dear. an old, old pensioner already. <laughs> I'm old before my time. No, but as an OP, you have an emphasis on the intellectual tradition within the church, and I, I, I think, think that was very true. It, yeah, I think it 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 bears itself in in the life of a parish. Mm. Pe- people want intellectually satisfying answers you know not just that i mean they want they want the whole of the catholic faith but the they also want in uh, you know an intellectually rigorous uh faith you know a faith that can can give a reason you know reasonable account of yeah yeah and as scripture says you know be prepared at all times to give an account of your faith and our faith is reasonable and is rational you know we can Mm. Uh, give reasoned uh, a reasoned account of our faith that is beautiful, true, good, and compelling. And there's no reason why we shouldn't be doing that. So, hopefully, this podcast will be able to. Uh, well, I was about to help say you to do that. I was about to say I don't, I don't think we'll be going down that route with this podcast. But what <laughs> route will we be going down? What's the purpose of this podcast when there are obviously so many other podcasts out there, so many fantastic 
podcast out there why are we doing this brother thomas well i think in part isn't it it's a it's a reply to a lot of requests that we've had from people that we know uh parents teachers uh who are looking for something which is well perhaps it draws on british culture a little bit more you know there are a lot of podcasts out there fantastic podcasts the word on fire podcast i absolutely love uh the borough shire podcast is absolutely fantastic pick up pick up that name yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love it they, they honestly they're wonderful i love bishop robert barron brandon Vaught, blake britain oh, I think absolutely more wonderful. names just more, more names. names just let me just sweep those names up um <laughs> no they're fantastic but um and they, I actually think that Word on Fire and the Borough Shire podcast actually translates actually quite well to our culture, but not everything does. You know, sometimes you'll watch a video and the way that it's expressed um, and the sort of intensity of emotion and things sometimes doesn't translate well for a British audience. So having something which hopefully is more palatable to a British audience, is palatable the right word? Um uh yeah. yeah i think that that's that's part of it so not everything that's out there translates well to our culture yeah i think and it's all, and i think I, we we live in this culture so mm-hmm. we you know we really see what resonates with the culture and yeah because we're and the sorts of, of concerns that are out there in america aren't always the same concerns that there are in britain you know some of the things that that are very very big issues and live issues in america at the moment aren't aren't uh, necessarily the, con- the the concerns that we have in in this uh, particular culture but i think mm. it's also a response isn't it to the new uh, what's called the general directory for catechesis um so a sort of like handbook for catechists and parish priests and things uh, the first one was produced by the congregation of clergy but the second one is the from um the uh, council for the promotion of the new evangelization which i think is a very important important point um and it really talks about going back to what's called the initial kerygma, so mm. that initial proclamation of the gospel. And so what we want to do in this podcast is we want to draw uh, upon uh, that initial kerygma and in explaining lots of many, many other things. Right. So uh, we've spoken about uh, having a podcast on the church's response to uh, the rise of Nazism and World War Two. Mm. Um and uh, uh, we we can have a conversation about um, uh, Pius the Twelfth and his his role in uh, in all that, but also drawing that back to what motivated Pius the Twelfth, what motivates the church to do the good that it does, and that of course is the gospel message, the message of the message of Jesus Christ. Um, mm. So that's something that hopefully will be distinctive about this that we're going to be going back to that initial proclamation of the gospel the core fundamental message of the gospel and using that as a key to unlock uh everything else yeah yeah that reminds me actually of of my job my job is about drawing people back to that initial proclamation um i I remember there's a there's a quote that says that catechesis is is about well, it's about echoing the life of Jesus in the lives of people now. But there's a quote that, uh, that says the heart of catechesis is a relationship and encounter with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And if that is a thread running through everything that the, the church does on a parish level, on a diocesan level, on a national level, and then, and then international level, if it's at the heart of everything that the church mm-hmm. does, then 
we're going to be getting things right. So it, it hopefully that's it's essential, isn't it? You know, it, yeah. it's absolutely as, as yeah. St. Paul. I mean, Paul knew this. You know, you find this in Paul's letters. You know, woe to me if I do not mm. preach the gospel. You know, I preach Christ crucified. You know, uh, I think it is absolutely essential. You know, the quote that mm. you that you just mentioned um, it reminded uh, me. I've got it here, just so we. To, Where's it to, from? To name it. Uh, well, it's actually it's it's in the Catechism as well. So four two six, paragraph four two six of the Catechism. But at the heart of catechesis, we find in essence a person, the person of Jesus of Nazareth, the only Son of the Father. And there you are. To catechize is to reveal the person of Christ. Yeah, so true. So Wonderful. so true. Yeah, and hopefully and... each episode that we have of this podcast will keep drawing us back to to that point to preach Jesus mm. Christ who suffered and died for us and who now after rising is living with us forever uh, again to quote the catechism to quote that same paragraph which i think that's in essence the faith that's what makes christianity distinct is the person of jesus christ mm, yeah i i think it's it reminds me of another quote by um uh pope benedict the, the 16th from Deus Caritas Est, his first encyclical, uh, in which he says... What a, wait, what does that mean? Deus oh, Caritas it means God is love, sorry. Deus <laughs> Caritas Est means God is love. Um, and which is a quote from the first letter of John uh, 4, 16, chapter 4, verse 16, where it says, God is love, and he who lives in love lives in God, and God lives in him. Um, and what he says there is that fundamentally, Christianity is not a lofty ideal or a philosophy but it's fundamentally an encounter with a person and that person is the person of Jesus Christ who's the incarnate word you know the only begotten son of the father the face of the father who reveals who reveals god to us in all his fullness that divine self communication of god um mm. yeah very good so hopefully each of our episodes will will be that drawing topics you know interesting topics back to the heart of catechesis back to the heart of the faith which is mm. jesus christ and that initial kerygma that initial good news and we hope as well that it, it'll stimulate your intellect and your mind nourish you intellectually nourish you spiritually as well so that that way then you can flourish as human beings you know so that your joy might be complete so if mm. you know the order was <laughs> founded to preach the gospel for the salvation of souls uh i suppose this podcast if if i can be so bold as to sort of uh, <laughs> summarize uh would be to to preach joy for the salvation of souls we really want this to be a joyful podcast something that can as uh, we find in the gospel of john can make your joy complete so bring you into a closer relationship with god bring you into a closer relationship with jesus christ and his church and the saints um and in so doing help to bring yeah bring, bring you closer to god help you to be more joyful in your faith and in your life give you greater confidence to be able to pass on your faith and to talk about your faith with with others and so then yeah you can be a happier more flourishing uh human being mm. And I, I suppose in in summarising uh, this first session, I think a lot of people will be interested in how we know each other because we're quite different. Although we've done the same job, you know, you, you mm. were a catechetical coordinator for three years and and I was a catechetical coordinator for three years. 
or no, I am. <laughs> I am one in my third year. Uh, but we're, we're quite different. We're quite different we people. We are very different, actually. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember when we when we first met? <laughs> I do. All those years back. Oh, this, that memory. We disagree from... about how long ago that we met. You know, I, I yeah, think it was probably seems... about eight or, eight or nine years ago. And whereas I think, you it, think it was like time, 30. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. It's you who say it. Oh, dear. Yeah, yeah so we I were... mean, we are very different. I mean, Dan is very much into sports, and I mm. don't know anything about sport at all. Dan likes his tea to look like milk, where he sort of throws a tea bag over the cup, whereas my I, tea I is usually quite strong. I threaten the cup with the tea bag. <laughs> I threaten the cup with the tea bag. <laughs> <laughs> I waft oh, the dear. tea bag near the, near the mug. Were you, <laughs> were you at university when we met? Yeah, of course I was. You, you're at yeah. the end of your first year, is that right? Uh, I'm not sure, maybe first or second year, but we we met on a coach. So imagine this, a confined space, a coach ride on the way to to southern France, to Lourdes, a, a place of pilgrimage. And uh, I had mixed motives for going, my, you know, a free trip that my mum was paying for, you know, fantastic, all the way to southern he France. Was following a, he was following a girl who, who yeah, he I mean. was interested in romantically. Mixed motives. Just mixed <laughs> motives. <laughs> <laughs> and she she wasn't just even just to put there. it out there just to be she blunt wasn't there. <laughs> she wasn't even there go. yeah so i was on my on my way to southern france and on a 26 hour coach ride uh, this happened to be this this wasn't one of my friends from <laughs> university was it oh i'm sure there were many or was it another interested <laughs> it was somebody else <laughs> sure there were certainly there were other girls, girls on the trip who were interested in you <laughs> I was completely oblivious to that then. Oh dear. But anyway, 26-hour coach ride, and you proceeded for 25 hours of a coach ride to tell me about the Q hypothesis. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. The which, Q hypothesis, which is too complicated it, it, to go into, but before you start. <laughs> before we start. Oh dear. I mean, I, I really loved my... So my undergraduate degree was at a place called uh, Heathrop College, which was part of the University of London um, at the time. And I studied theology. Uh, this is before I was a Dominican. So I studied theology at uh, Heathrop College from 2010 to 2013. And I absolutely loved it. And um, I remember just sort of... The, I mean, the, uh, one of the things that people used to say about St. Dominic was that he only ever spoke to God or about God. And I have to admit... like. I love theology so much. That. Yeah, you <laughs> know. <laughs> Dominicans are very much driven by this love and this passion for the truth, the passion, uh, the passion uh, for God Himself, um, and also for theology. Uh, you know, and and so I went on and on and on and on <laughs> about this controversial, in inverted commas, topic of the Q hypothesis, which is basically there to explain why there is common material between Matthew, Mark and Luke. There is so much of the material which is word for word the same. And sometimes, you know, there might be just one word difference. And it's like, well, why? You know, why is this the case? Is there a common external source that all three of these writers are drawing upon i, w yeah, I won't bore uh, you with the details jesus but... <laughs> well uh maybe we can have an episode <laughs> later to, to talk about the composition of the gospels um but uh needless to say i don't think that q is n is a necessary hypothesis if you want to know more read mark goodacre's book the case against q i think it's absolutely fantastic um, mm -hmm. But yeah, Dan had absolutely no interest in this whatsoever. I subsequently learned, um, and I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm not sure why I thought you would be interested, to be fair. Maybe yeah, I was just looking I, for something I, I, to I say. Don't think, I don't think most people would be interested. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. If you were trying to strike you, me you in the heart, me. bullseye. <laughs> I remember that you, you turned to me and you asked me a, a question about what's the most controversial uh, subject, which which I was studying. Because my undergraduate degree was in quantity surveying. And I... <laughs> And I was trying to uh, recall something. I mean, I I didn't really enjoy my my undergraduate degree too much. Uh, you did very well, though. You graduated with a first. I, I did all right. Well done. I did all clap, right. Clap, clap. Uh, but yeah, the the most controversial subject in quantity surveying, well, probably building surveying, is whether rise and damp exists or not. Do 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 do. <laughs> That's not to say, by the way, if you if you have a case of rising damp in your house, that's not to say that you're being swindled by. Uh, <laughs> if you go yeah, to trade still, standards, I'm damp. not sure that it'll stack up. Yeah, it's damp is damp. damp at the end but of the day. I don't actually have a book that I can reference. So you, <laughs> any listeners interested in that subject, you're probably going to have to go to Reading University and go through a degree in order to find out a bit more about that. <laughs> You were probably thinking, like, I, why is this guy talking to me about something that I that I really... <laughs> you, I mean, you probably found it very, very boring. And I, re- yeah. I certainly remember thinking, like, why, you know, here I am, you know, trying to, you know, I'm pouring out my heart talking about Q. And this guy then turns to me and talks to me about rising damp. I thought, oh, my Lord, could it get any more dull? Yeah. Was... Yeah, but I remember asking you if you liked sport because you were from Liverpool. I thought, oh, you know, most people from Liverpool like some form of sport you know some i'm not good with sports could be a football team and i remember asking you if you supported a football team and you said oh yeah i sort of like everton a little bit and i sort of like... well my granddad supports liverpool i sort of like and... liverpool. yeah yeah and i remember asking you what who's your favorite player <laughs> and you were like oh michael warren who'd left liverpool many many years previously. Oh, michael, I mean, <laughs> bloody, I mean, it goes away back doesn't it yeah yeah but I, I think our friendship is an encapsulation of what the mission of the church is, you know, spreading mm. the good news and the joy of the faith. And it sort you of sparks up. You definitely have me my up. faith since knowing you. Yeah, but it's sort of... Dominicans love questions, goes you know, and passes. I remember the light going off, you know, as soon as you... Because me and Dan shared a room when, when we were in when we were in Lords together serving the sick. And... Um, you know, the light would go off and then Dan would ask me questions about theology. He didn't ask me any other time. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that, that was so I, I, I just I, I wouldn't <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Um, I was talking to like four or five in the morning. I remember one question in particular about canon law and we were going on and then all of a sudden the sun was, I say we were going on, I was going on. <laughs> and the, uh, I remember the sun was, was, uh, was rising Um but I think actually those questions actually, I, it's not just that I, that I found them interesting and stuff, um, but it really helped me to think things through. So by asking those questions, I think actually it helped me to grow in my faith and actually helped me to pass on my faith um, better as well. So, uh, yeah, thanks for that, Dan. <laughs> a, bit of, a bit of a guinea pig for you. But do you remember that quote from St. Catherine of Siena? Be who you were meant to be and you will set the world on fire. And I think you were... Mm. Uh, those were the initial flames for you of a Dominican vocation and that sort mm. of that, that flame sparks faith in other people sometimes mm. that, that can help and I think that that's true I, I went to I'd, I'd been to, to Lourdes before that 
yeah. maybe a couple of times before that and then you know something of the place that draws you back even if uh even if you don't have the eyes of faith or the well, it's gift the blessed of faith. mother isn't it you know it's our lady yeah. i mean we, we're there at her invitation really you know she asked people to come and so mm. we came but you're quite right though i mean it's it's interesting because you don't um when you first go especially as a young person you don't actually always think in those terms do you you know but there is something that draws you back and slowly over time you mm. do get drawn into a deeper relationship with god and um it's almost yeah, like the whole you know, the whole focus is back to the person of christ yeah you know, pray you know like every good rosary walks, I, I think it was um uh, processions like a confession yeah. reconciliation it's all with god centered you know, around so drawing jesus you christ, back, yeah. yeah drawing you back to a relationship with with jesus christ and i think that is a um that served well in both of our lives and in, in different mm. ways i suppose um tom do you want to Tell us about what our next episode will be. Oh, and ah. what's really important, we haven't mentioned Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> really important. This is, yeah, going out on the um, on the Epiphany, my, yeah. my Nan's birthday, bless her. Yeah. God rest and her soul. And if our Pray listeners are, nan. of course. Both yes. our Nans. Yes. Both our Nans, yeah. Both our Nans, yeah. Hey, we could do an episode on that. The importance of our nan in our life. Mm. <laughs> well, really, I, I credit yeah. my my grandmother with with passing on the faith to me. Um, yeah. Remarkable. I mean, I've had a lot of important people in my in my journey of faith, but my grandmother, in particular. Um, yeah. So shout out to any grandmothers out there who you know. Yeah. Keep have, that flame uh, going yeah. with your grandchildren. Keep the home fires burning. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, hopefully yeah. this goes out on uh, this goes on Christmas, and if listeners are are tuning in at a different time of year well merry christmas for the christmas coming up <laughs> you've never had the year. christmas just gone merry <laughs> christmas to all the, so um, our next episode tell us tom what's that going to be about i well we had the idea of actually talking about you know the reason for the season let's talk about christmas let's talk about uh why god became man let's talk about the incarnation why did god uh uh take on a human nature why did why did god become human and what does that mean mm. for us why is that a source of hope for us and i'm going to um, pause you there before you go on to cover all of that content now <laughs> before i do the whole thing right tom that was about an hour <laughs> i'm joking about 25 minutes anyway wonderful listeners we will see you in inverted commas next time mm, god bless you God bless. Bye-bye.